Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. And we are continuing to try to encourage one another to be more and more in God's Word. And so <clears throat> went all the way through Genesis, all the way through Exodus and Leviticus. I'm doing a I'm gonna do a flyover of Leviticus. <clears throat> and I think tomorrow I may actually talk about something significant that happened. So Leviticus is basically what's happening in one month. That's one month. Right there at the end of the end of Exodus, I mean, um, yeah, the end of Exodus, and Moses has been told all these things, and uh, actually going to get to what he was told to do in Exodus twenty nine, which is the to consecrate Aaron and his sons as the priest, and so that's <clears throat> what's going to happen in eight, nine, and ten. But there's a Something else that happens during that time, which I'll cover, I think, tomorrow. And just to to tie it together, understanding that a lot of what's happening in Leviticus was mapped out, detailed, step-by-step. Step. You know, it's like a minute-by-minute minute schedule that Moses is given by God. And it also details exactly how the stage should be set, how it should be lit, how it should be the sound, what mics to use. Everything is laid out in detail for Moses. And that's what is happening here. And so we've gone, go through how everything's going to be, how sacrifices should be done. And then we get into the consecrating. If you the consecrating of Aaron and his sons, and um, it goes you know almost exactly how you would expect, right? There's a sin offering, so obtaining the clean, the cleansing and the forgiveness, and who's this for? This is for the priest. A burnt offering of dedication to God, a and then a peace offering. Uh, for fellowship and communion with God, so that that is restored with God, and then and then they have that time of enjoying that fellowship, and so that is exactly what God called for in Exodus twenty-seven, and then, um, and that's the the whole book is going to deal with. I mean, it's literally a month of the history of Israel. Yet it is where all the rules are laid down. And there's an incident here that really captures everybody's attention, which is needed. So I think about the Super Bowl that just happened. The Super Bowls are pretty big in our culture. They're not really big as far as the world stage goes. But in our culture, they're pretty big. Or if you want to look at the world stage, you look at the what happens every four years with the Olympics or... World Cup, right? But here we just had the Super Bowl, and everybody's watching the game, and it was a close game. It was a great game, sort of, um, better than many others, because with a little bit of time left in the game, I forget two and a half minutes or something like that. The game is tied thirty-five to thirty-five. So you've had lots of scoring, you've had it back and forth, and. Uh, you know, Mahone, the quarterback of the Chiefs, is hurt, right? He gets hurt. I forget. Oh, it was before the half he got hurt. And then he, he seems to, um, he makes this run, and it's like, okay, did he just hurt himself more? It's obvious that he's in pain. But the whole thing is 
for, for those who are really paying attention, there's a moment where you go from, oh no, this one team is getting crushed and really needs to turn around, to a focus on the player's health. So Mahone goes down, the Chiefs are losing, it doesn't look good. Then they come out in the second half and everything's changed. And that's, that's what we're going to see here in Leviticus. It's really things are going as God intended. And then we're going to see here in, a, in tomorrow where all of a sudden someone decided to do something that was not in the playbook. It wasn't in God's playbook, but they thought it was a good idea. It was a really bad idea. And, and it, but it grabs everybody's attention and everybody gets back on God's page, right? And there's often those kind of things that happen in our life or in our culture. We may be, we may be beyond that. Someone was recently saying that we live in a pre-Christian culture, meaning that we are secular. We are a secular culture now. We're no longer postmodern, but we are simply a secular culture. And those who really are believers need to proclaim the gospel again, or maybe for the first time. And, and people need to come back to God. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the future, here in the United States for the Western culture, as God will do things to get our attention, those who are His, those who believe in Him. And Leviticus isn't a bad book to sort of read and, and ask yourself, how off course are you? So it's a playbook. Lots of rules, lots of rules that were a lot more meaningful back then. And, and, and there are rules that, that don't pertain. The sacrificial system no longer pertains. Christ paid the sacrifice with his death. So the sacrificial system is no longer. But why were those rules there? What, what were they pertaining to our relationship with other people our relationship with, well, other, with animals, other things like that. So it's a good way to re, you read through Leviticus and ask yourself, how, how am I playing? Am I playing? Does my game look anything like what God intended? That would know, be a good question, right? So not just the Ten Commandments, but I had these other 630-odd rules, which are these cultural rules. I shouldn't say cultural rules. They are the rules for living in this society, this system that God is creating for the Israelites and this civilization. And then within this civilization, these are the rules that you must obey. And when Israel, Israel got off track, and they do very often, just like we do, there are consequences, especially there's immediate consequences while they're in the desert traveling with this tent of meanings where God is, right? So it's amazing how even with God on the scene, literally, where they could see him, sense him, I think there was a, an aroma to God's presence. There was a visual to God's presence that they still try to create their own game plan and it's just the foolishness of man that we think we somehow have an idea 
that God's going to go, oh, man, John, that's a great idea. I didn't think of that. You know what? Yeah. You know, instead of my plan, we're going to go with your plan now. (laughs) Oh, Lord, help us. Forgive us. Anyway, I digress, which is easy for us humans to do. My prayer for you as you continue to read through the scripture, whether it's Leviticus or whatever you might be, that you do purpose in your heart to try to read through all of scripture, that if you can do it in a year, great, but also take some parts of it that God seems to lead you to really take your time through while you're reading through the Bible in a year or two years or whatever it might be, and keep doing it. Keep doing it. You'll get better at reading, you'll get better at understanding it, and the book will come alive to you. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.